You're listening to an encore presentation of Compassion Radio's Chasing the Word. I think it's time for Chasing the Word on Compassion Radio. It is the last of our chapters on Psalm 23. It's our 23 for 23 kind of mini series from the Psalms. Welcome back to the microphone. Thank you. New week, new challenges. When this is being broadcast, I'll be on the road myself uh, meeting with some ministry partners, dreaming some new dreams for 2023. Please pray for those meetings. By all means, we trust that God will cover you and cover us in the things that he calls us all to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it is, as we said, the last of our episodes on chapter 23 of Psalm. Six key verses, which seems to be the most renowned and most known of all the Psalms. Mm -hmm. First of all, what's your takeaway so far about the kind of themes we've covered? Well, honey, I always love looking at the names of God in Mm. any passage of Scripture that I'm reading. I like to see how the writer themselves refers to God and how God has spoken to them, in what form, in what name, in what need they have. And so that's always fascinating to me. Funny you should mention that because I'm going to start off as we jump back into it to talk about the names in verse 1. So I guess we're firing on the same cylinders today. Right. Well, we did talk about that in one of our previous previous installments. Also, diving into the compassion and empathy of God Mm. and how God is our greatest example of that. I can see throughout Scripture the way God cares for us Mm. and loves us and enters into our situation and into our joy and pain. He sees our need and He brings us to a place to meet that need. There's never a situation that I'm in that God is not there with me. And this is a very, very present psalm to me. Mm -hmm. You can't step into the scene and read it in any way or form or fashion and not sense, oh, I can see myself in this picture. Mm -hmm. We just read it slowly enough. Yeah, that's a good point. The theme for today is going to be the Lord, the leader, and the led. We've talked before in our series here about the different persons in this story. We have identified three persons that are present in the story. One is... The shepherd. The shepherd is described throughout this by what he does and how he's present. That person is identified as God himself. And then we have the sheep. And the sheep we have seen by the way that David has written the psalm is about him. Mm-hmm. He plays the sheep in this thing. So he gets inside the, the mind and the heart of the sheep himself because he knows a sheep. I don't think he would have ever thought of lowering himself to the level of sheep if all he saw in his sheep was livestock. Right. When we remove ourselves from our station and we put ourselves in what we would consider a lower place and say, what would it be like to be here? If we're willing, like Dave is doing here, to step out of ourselves and identify with something that we might have considered to be lower than, or to give up something, our rights or our autonomy, our authority, for a minute, just to see what it would be like to be completely dependent again. Mm-hmm. Or like us going back to becoming infants, mm-hmm. trying to imagine what's really going through the heart and the mind of an infant. <laughs> we have forgotten so much of that, yeah. right? That it's a very, very good exercise. David has given us a spiritual exercise to do here, Mm -hmm. to position ourselves in a way that invites us to understand a whole new level of character and care of the God who says through his own word he loves us. Mm -hmm. So... We know the Lord's in this, but he is also the shepherd in the story. He occupies those two slots. Everybody else is the sheep. And to be the protagonist in the story means to be the sheep. It doesn't mean to be the one that has the power or the authority. 
God is being both Lord and shepherd in this thing. We have to get outside that and let him do his job in the psalm. And that's really hard for many of us because we want to be in control of what happens in our life and to our lives, to our bodies. We want to be the ones that take care of ourselves, which is important. We do need to take care of ourselves. But David is telling us here that we need help taking care of ourselves as well. And we need a shepherd to really provide for us the things that our soul deeply needs. We can't do that on our own. So putting ourselves in that place, as you call it, that lower spot is humbling, Mm -hmm. but it's also comforting. For me, it is a thing of beauty to see that the shepherd here loves the sheep so much that they have provided everything the sheep need. And it's not just a passive thing either. Anybody who owns a ranch that has to improve their fields in order to feed their livestock, Mm -hmm. they're invested and they have done so much beforehand to transform what might have been useless earth into productive lands that can provide for the needs of the livestock they put on there. They do all the things necessary. They dig a well and put a a stock tank out there so they have some place to drink. This psalm presumes that good things have already happened. The work's already been done. Yeah, the work's been done so that the sheep can enter in and actually walk into it like, wow, I never thought I could have a field like this. I could live a place like this. I could drink this clear water. It never occurred to me. But now that it's here... It's absolutely as it should be. Mm -hmm. I think God walks us into that kind of sense of abundance and and wow factor that leads to genuine gratitude. Mm. When times are tough, we can fall back on some memories that remind us that it's not always dark. There's beauty out there. Mm, I like that. Now let's go to that first verse. And I was digging back through the Scripture for All Interlinear Bible. You can read it as if it was stage direction. The Hebrew does not say, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. But we hear that rhythm in English Mm -hmm. because of the translations. The scripture says, Yahweh, my personal shepherd. Mm. Pause. I never lack because of him. That's the way it reads. Wow. So if you were to step in and hear David singing the song to some melody, it wouldn't be two, three, four, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It doesn't have a tempo. It has a fermata, as we would speak of in music, where it holds that thought. Mm-hmm. That word as well is Yahweh, which we know is the YHWH, the name which cannot be spoken. Mm-hmm. It is merely to be breathed. You think about the sheep resting from the very first word. The very first thing the sheep is going to do entering this psalm is go, (sighs) just breathe. Deep breath, let it out. Mm -hmm. That's how the psalm starts. Wow. That gives us so much permission Mm. to just breathe, to just rest, to just enter in right at the outset, enter in to rest. Mm -hmm. We talked in our small group from church this week about Sabbath, Mm -hmm. entering into Sabbath and what that looks like for each of us Mm -hmm. and how so often our lives are filled with busyness and stuff and run here and breakneck speed and all of that. And David says, right at the beginning, just breathe. Just breathe and let the Spirit do the work. Yeah. 
It is also, I think, important that when we talk about Sabbath, it always refers to Jesus as being our Sabbath in the New Testament. He has entered into rest so that we can. We're never possible for us right now, possible because of Jesus. Sabbath now is more rightly understood not as a when, but as a who. Mm-hmm. We don't need to be obsessing about calendars so much because in Jesus we have some freedom here to enter into rest any given moment. Mm-hmm. His rest is available anywhere anytime, for any reason. It's not out there somewhere. It's as close as our next prayer. Mm -hmm. This is Shabbat for anybody who knows that they are loved by the shepherd and that in our case, as followers of Jesus, we're no longer other. We're no longer the difference between a human and a sheep, a livestock animal. We are now adopted children into the kingdom. We are as like him as he wants us to be so we can experience him And Jesus is right there in the middle of it. It seems there's a lot to unpack in just verse one. We could have done this for um, several programs. Yeah, I'm not going to do the rest of these verses one at a time. As exegetical as we like to be on this program with this particular series, we're not going to go to every single word and unpack it. (laughs) However, I would like you, if you don't mind, we've done it every week. Go ahead and read through the entire psalm, and then we'll finish unpacking the three characters that are revealed here. Okay, I'm going to read from the Passion Translation. Psalm 23, The Good Shepherd, David's poetic praise to God. I love that. Mm -hmm. The Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I'll never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast, even when my enemies dare to fight. You anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of you until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? Your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence to be forever with you. Compassion Radio will continue to keep bringing you encouragement from the Word, inspiring stories from the front lines of faith, and awesome opportunities to make a difference for the kingdom around the world. But we need your help right now to continue doing just that. Please take a moment today to consider how you might help us to accomplish our unique media ministry and mission. Remember, friends, Compassion Radio is always a coalition of the willing. Are you willing to help get out God's good news stories of the kingdom really living the gospel in the 21st century? Oh, I hope so. Thank you, friends, for standing with Compassion Radio during these times of great change to our normal life. Of course, there's nothing normal about our situation, but there's also nothing normal about the kind of faith and power we find in Jesus. Just visit our website, CompassionRadio.com, or call our toll-free order line, one 800 868 And note our new mailing address, which is P.O. Box 77160, Corona, California, 92877. 
Again, that's Box 77160, Corona, California, 92877. Reach out to us whatever way works for you. And now, back to our discussion. You anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of you until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? Your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence to be forever with you. What I appreciate about that translation, honey, is that we've always read the Psalm 23 as being a literal picture of things that are tangible. We can imagine ourselves in a literal glade with a lake attached Mm -hmm. to it and mountains surrounding it and literal sheep walking Mm -hmm. over the hill. The entire scene is something that is beautiful, but it's part of the stuff we're made of. Well, we've all seen the pictures in our Sunday school classes. Yeah. David uses the literal, the things of his time, to talk about something which is even more literally true, which Mm -hmm. is God's reality and his presence with us, whether we recognize it or not. Mm -hmm. He's saying in so many ways, unless we take the time to slow down and let his word get into us, we'll be blind to all this. Oh, yes. And sheep are blind to the things that they're afraid of. They'll run off and do stupid things Mm -hmm. when they're afraid. And the shepherd knows this. This picture is one where there is no danger in trusting the shepherd. Mm -hmm. It's just a safe place. But it also is a complete metaphor for how we should be living our lives, right? We see in literal, physical things a deeper meaning. Now, this translation you just read is beautiful to me because it goes like a whole other meta level, Mm -hmm. diving in the way David was experiencing it and talks about the substance of the relationship with that shepherd. I see in this translation too, honey, the whole idea of the Lord Mm. of all of this. We talked about the Lord, the leader, and the led. I see that the Lord is over all of this, and these are the things that the Lord is. Is providing. This is the 10,000 foot view mm-hmm. of things, and you're seeing the drone shot. Yeah, this whole <laughs> picture. Like you said, it's not just the picture of the valley, the shepherd, and the sheep, and the glade, and all of that. It's the whole thing. It is the internal work of God and the external work of God yeah. that we see through this translation. Very well put, honey. I mean, this is substantial. And by substantial, we mean there's real substance behind mm-hmm. it. This relationship is the most real thing that could possibly be. And at the very end, the translator does a really good job of turning the page, literally, and saying, when this chapter is done, and we flip the page to what's coming next, there is a next. Mm -hmm. That's a promise. Yeah. You know, so everything about the ending is about a beginning. Yeah. We have no imagination possible of what the next could possibly be, other than the shepherd we've known here is the shepherd we'll know there. He is everything. He anchors both. And that shepherd happens to be Yahweh, Mm -hmm. the one whose name you can't even get out of your body without breathing in and out. Mm -hmm. As close as your next breath is the one who shepherds you. That, to me, is what this relationship between the Lord, leader, and led is. Mm -hmm. Before we let this one go, honey, let's talk about what it means for the Lord to be the shepherd's shepherd. David has stepped out of his role to be a sheep in this analogy. But he's also going to be called right back in to be the shepherd of his people. He knows that he is still a shepherd. He has to lead. He hasn't left that behind. He's still the man that God made him to be. He has a history. But for him, he needed to rest away from that role 
not have to pull the rope so hard, not to be the one dragging this whole thing along, mm-hmm. just to rest himself. Yeah. What does the shepherd of the shepherds teach the shepherds through this? Well, I think it is a great lesson on seeing your real need, mm. on being very self-aware. David is very aware that he cannot do all of these things without a shepherd to shepherd him. So he is... And step- not just by example, but actually right. doing the real shepherding work. He's stepping back in humility mm. to say, I have need. I have deficit in some areas. Mm. So I need a shepherd to meet these needs, to fill this up, this place of deficit. I can't do it on my own. I need the shepherd to provide for me rest, to provide sustenance, green pastures, to restful waters to drink, to places of power and places of replenishment. Mm -hmm. In verse 3, he says, he refreshes and restores my life. He doesn't just refresh me like I'm thirsty, I need to drink a water. He restores broken places. The way I also hear that particular verse is, because I remain here, because I don't run away, because I stay in this place of rest, he does this work in me. Mm-hmm. If we had got there and said, wow, what an incredible picture. Let's get the selfie and then run. <laughs> right. We're not going to be able to experience the restoration because we have not stuck around long enough for him to do at work in us mm-hmm. or give us a place to lay down and say, Take a nap, guys. Yeah. I mean, this for me is going back to kindergarten and first grade when the teacher at the time between your snack and lunchtime said, we'll take a nap. There was always a nap time for kids at that age because they literally, as little sheep, need these things. Mm-hmm. The shepherd, the teacher of the class, knows when those times are, when they're most effective. They know what the sheep need at the moment they're in. If a good teacher can be shown how to lead the children of that class to a place that they're going to get the most benefit out of the time they have together, how do we prepare when we're given the responsibility to lead, like at a home fellowship or as a pastor of a church or just as a leader of a team going to do a missions work somewhere in the world, or simply being the person that invited people over and was the host of the dinner? Mm-hmm. How do we get ourselves on the wavelength of what the people coming to us will need? That's what I think I mean by the idea of how does the shepherd show the shepherd how to be a shepherd? Yeah, I think because we live at such a fast pace. Most of us do. There's very few people that are able, because of the society that we live in, and if you work full-time or if you work part-time, anything that you do, even if you are a stay-home parent, you still move at a fast pace. That's just the nature of our society. So I think that if we give ourselves that space to just be still, to sit in quiet and solitude, or something that's just apart from all of the interferences of life, five minutes. Mm -hmm. Give yourself that space to breathe and to let the Spirit speak to you in a way that says, you got this. You can move forward because I'm going to take over. I'm going to lead you through this. He leads us to the valleys of rest. He leads us to provision. He prepares for us. And honestly, we have to let him. Now, we could be a sheep that runs off, that Jesus has to leave the 99 and go find, which he will do, and that's a beautiful picture as well. But we could be a sheep that trusts our shepherd. We have a good shepherd Mm -hmm. that has proven himself over and over. So we can trust that if I sit down for this amount of time and don't obsess or fuss about or Mm -hmm. process all these things, they're not going to go away, maybe, but they're not going to be overwhelming to us. You know, while the shepherd's running off to get that number 100 sheep that's run away from the other 99, 
something that we've seen in videos on TikTok or on Instagram, funny things that sheep will do. Often the shepherd in the video is the dog, you know, the one that actually is trained to know how to cut them off from doing silly things or not go too far and not stay too far back. Corrals them and moves them. But there's always in these videos a lead sheep. Mm. Now, there's always one that's kind of making the path. If the shepherd's not there, there's still a sheep in there by either natural tendencies or by age or by possibly being the parent of many of the lambs that are in the flock that is leading them to the new place, or is at least the first one to step out and take that risk to go somewhere new. We will be called upon, I think, all of us in some ways to be leaders in some ways at certain times. Mm -hmm. Looking at it from the cross forward, we've learned that we are now the priesthood of believers, that all of us Mm -hmm. not only have access to the throne room of God, and therefore our prayers can be heard in the first person, and we know that God's listening to us because he loves us, and we're called according to his name and his purposes that priests in the temple were to represent and go before and to lead all the people. So if all of us are called to the priesthood, it means that at any given moment, we have both the authority and the capacity. There will be times, whether we like it or not, perhaps, where we're called up and said, you're going to be the shepherd for a while. We need you. And God is saying, you're the person for this. Mm. And this example of the shepherd leading ought to give us a lot of courage to say, when comes the time? that I have to do something out of my comfort zone, to do something for the people or for God himself, I better be courageous on this because I know I've got a good shepherd. He's shown how to do this. But honey, I think that comes after you have walked through the Psalm 23. You've walked through this process of learning to trust your shepherd, of seeing that you have a good shepherd, of knowing that your shepherd is going to provide for you and protect you and lead you in the right ways. Absolutely agree. If we try to step out ahead of this process, then we can fail miserably by not... Yeah, by our will, we're making that decision. In line with what the Holy Spirit is telling us to do, yeah. Yeah, I I am imagining a future here where because we know our role, we've learned the Word, we've prayed to the Word, we've let the Word get into us, Mm -hmm. and we feel the calling. We are not afraid that when the time comes that God says do this, that we can. We have the capacity because He has made it possible and given us a great template to follow. Mm -hmm. And He's given us an oasis to go back to at any time. Mm -hmm. That Sabbath can be re-entered as necessary. And boy, is it necessary. A whole lot more necessary than we give it credit. I know we need to wrap up soon, but I want to talk about one verse in particular because we had an experience this week that really fits this well. And it's verse five. It says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Mm. You anoint my head with oil. My brimming cup runs over Mm. is what the Amplified says. So our son was bullied at school. Mm and called some names that were unkind, and he was upset by it, obviously. Mm. He was more upset because it hurt another person's feelings than he was about his own feelings, which was really sweet. But I thought, you know, this is a great example of God preparing a table before us in the presence of our enemies. The way our son handled it was so great, I thought. He just kind of went, you know, whatever. He let peace rule in his heart. He didn't let anger come up toward this person. He didn't retaliate in any way and not to toot our son's horn or whatever, but just to say this is a great example of how God prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. When there are people around us that are falsely accusing us or that are just being mean or sniping sniping at us, we can 
eat in peace. We can feast in peace, knowing that God has prepared this table for us. And God, if he's going to lay out a table, knows that there's a place of peace to eat this delicious food that he's prepared. And it's saying, I've got your back, too. It's not like you're just looking at your enemies out there in front of you, grimacing at you while you're trying to eat. It's that you don't have to worry about what's behind your shoulder. Just be present and eat the dinner. And God will take care of that. He will lead us to what's next. Tomorrow will take care of itself. And there's enough worries for tomorrow. Don't let them crowd today either. So that, my friends, is probably where we got to leave it today. There are many, many more psalms, of course, we want to get to. We're focused on the Psalms of David for this series. And we are excited to bring that to you every week. And we thank you for listening and being with us in this. We'll see you tomorrow on the next Compassion Radio. Remember, friends, Compassion Radio is always a coalition of the willing. Are you willing to help get out God's good news stories of the kingdom really living the gospel in the 21st century? Oh, I hope so. Thank you, friends, for standing with Compassion Radio during these times of great change to our normal life. Of course, there's nothing normal about our situation, but there's also nothing normal about the kind of faith and power we find in Jesus. Just visit our website, CompassionRadio.com. Or call our toll-free order line, 1-800-868-2478. And note our new mailing address, which is P.O. Box 77160, Corona, California, 92877. Again, that's Box 77160, Corona, California, 92877. We need you, friend, so contact us today.